Welcome everybody. If you just tuned in, you've been prayed for. How many people I asked earlier, how many people are excited about being here? And they said, yeah. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. So we get a little loud because the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we are happy to be in God's house with our brothers and sisters and, and the Lord, and we're happy for folks to be tuning in. So as we bring this year to a close, how many know grandma was right? What do you mean? The older we get, the faster time seems to fly by, don't it? I can remember my grandma saying, I was like, what is she talking about? And when you're a kid, right, at Christmas time comes around and you were looking for that bicycle and you didn't get it that year. And they said, well, maybe next year. That was long. That was long, wasn't it? But let me tell you what, time is rolling by and we're going to talk a lot about time today. Matter of fact, we start out with our title, What Time Is It? I believe it's time to get on board for what God has for us. As we go into the new year, we set a lot of different goals for ourselves and things like that. But I know for me, and I pray for you guys as well, that we set our hearts to the things of God. Lord, what do you want to use in my life this year? How do you want me to serve this year? How do you want me to, to, to be about your business? So with that being said, you know, it, it does seem like time's flying by. I, I got a, a granddaughter is like 10 and a half weeks and man, that went fast. She's already saying my name, but y'all just ain't made it out yet. I know she's saying my name, right? I know she's saying Papa. I know she is. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great. But something I was thinking about this week as I, I go, I often do like Tanya was praying, you know, at the end of the year and even at the end of the day, but especially at the end of the year, I think we do a little time of reflection. And we say, man, you know, what did I accomplish this year? What, have, what, have God, what has God brought me through this year? And Lord, what is it that you want me to do in the coming year, you know? And the thing about time, which is so amazing, it's really the only common gift given to man. And what I mean by that, some people are tall, short, my size, wide, things like that. Some people, you know, are plumbers and this and that and everything else. But, but one thing that's across the board is God gives us time, okay? So... The 24 hours that the beggar gets is the 24 hours that the, the billionaire gets. The 24 hours that the, 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 the president gets is the 24 hours that the plumber gets. You see where I'm going with this? It's how you use your time. And the amazing thing about time is, you know, you can't store it up. You can save money. You can save different things and stuff like that. But you really can't store time up, can you? We really don't know how much we're going to have, so let's be about God's business with each day that he gives us. How many people think that's a good idea? How many people are thankful for what God's doing in their life? Even if we're in a dark place, let us, let, you know, we're going through. That's what I want, to hear, I want you to hear today. We're going through. Question, are we growing through? That's a good word right there. I pray that we're growing through when we go through difficult times and things like that. I want to encourage everybody today, man, to just continue to keep their eyes on the Lord and look back. You know, it's, it's kind of tough sometimes when you're in the middle of that storm to see where you're going. But once you get on that shore, you can look back and say, well, God was right there, and God was right there, and God was right there. So if you're in the middle of a storm, this message is for you. If you're not in a storm, this message is for you. If you think you might be going through a storm, this message for you, guess what? It's for everybody. Because, you know what? We're all going to go through different difficult times. And so what I want to get to, i got a little bit of reading to do today, but this is where we're going to end up. So I'm going to go ahead and set the stage a little bit. Paul says in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Here's something. Are you using your time wisely each day? Because if we both get 24 hours, you got 24 hours and I got 24 hours. It's how we use them to impact our lives, how we use them, whether we're taking care of ourselves or we reaching out to folks or are we growing in the Lord. But see, a lot of times I think we can put it off a little bit. 
I know I've been off a couple of days from, well, I've been off for probably a long time. But I've been off from work for a couple of days, my, my, my other job. And I, real fast I start saying, what day is it? What day is it? You know? I was, I was visiting with some friends yesterday and I said, uh, yeah, yeah, this weekend. They said, you better go home. It's time for church tomorrow. <laughs> I'd already, I was like, you're right. I got to roll, you know. But time does seem to slip by if we don't make the most of it, especially. And so I pray today that we're encouraged to make the most of that. We want to live wise. We want to make the most of every opportunity in these days. And man, you know, I think even in the biblical times, they saw some evil times. But how many know things are kind of difficult now? If you flip the news on, you can find out, wow, what in the world? Has anybody seen any good news lately? I don't have a hand in the house. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Well, I got some good news for you. Jesus loves you. How about that? You can, you can tune in right here if you want some good news. Amen. God loves you. <laughs> and so when we go through this today, I pray that we're using our time wisely. And you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago that we have to give an account for our lives, right? We got to give an account for how we lived and how we, we did. Now, look, I don't want to confuse anybody. We are saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, but it's a gift to God. I'm not talking about our salvation, but how many people want to finish big and be a God pleaser? I know I do. Guess what? I know I fail a lot of times. But you know what? I love my favorite verse. Anybody know what Romans 8 is? Therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean live any way you want, but it means get back up off the mat and keep pressing towards the mark. Because if it wasn't for God's grace, you wouldn't see me up here. Amen? I wouldn't even walk near this pulpit, but i say, Lord, you know what? Forgive me of making, you know, the poor decisions or whatever it may be. Help me to get my mind focused on the things of the Lord today because you know what? I want to be that vessel. I want to, I want to be used in this time to make a difference and make an opportunity for each person to know you better. To know you better. So when I tell you some of these things, like I talked about judgment in the past and things like that, it's never to scare you. It is always to prepare you. I want you guys to know what God has for us, and I want to walk in the fullness of that. How about you guys? Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Say amen. So I told you got to do a little unpacking, got to do a little reading here. I'm going to get Tim to follow along with me on this, and you can do some clicking. Now, Ephesians 5, and it starts here in verse 1. It says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Now, we could stop right there and preach on that all day, but there's more. He says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sin has no place amongst God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, and you can probably add emails in there now. There are, <laughs> they are not for you. Instead... Let them be, let us be thankful, show thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of God and kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who trust, try to, to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall all on who disobey him. Don't participate in these things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live in light, live as people in light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. How many people are depressed so far? I'm going to keep reading. It gets better, okay? But it's true. It's true. Let's keep on going. That pretty much sums it up what God expects of us, right? But the good news is we don't have to do it alone. We have his spirit in us. Let's go to 10 there, Tim. It says, carefully determine what pleases 
the Lord. How often do we really seek, Lord, what is it? Is my life pleasing to you? How would you like me to live today? How do you want me to handle that situation? How do you want me to respond or not respond? You know what I'm learning as I get older? Listening is not a bad thing. It really isn't. I know my dad just is high-fiving somebody in heaven. Boom, he finally got it, right? Let's take a look at this, number 11. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about these things and ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes makes everything visible. This is why, look at this. Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Living in the power, spirit's power, right? So be careful, like we talked earlier, you're going to hear this verse a lot today. So be careful how you live. Don't live, live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thought, thoughtfulness, thoughtless, but understand that the Lord want what the Lord wants you to do. When you talk faster than you read, you need the Lord to fix it. So I know y'all are just going to love me through it, but I'm going to tell you what. When we look at those things, the Lord's pretty clear on what he wants us to do. He, he, he wants to point out a few things in our life. And this is not to beat you up. It is to lift you up because I believe God wants us to mirror the master. Amen. So we're going to walk through this a little bit. Like I often say, it's a preaching and a teaching. So let's go with that. Let's take a look at this. Mirror the master. Have you ever thought about that? So the, the first thing we start reading about is said, imitate God. So if we're to imitate God, we have to spend time with God. And if we want to spend time with God, we need to to find out, how does God act? How does God respond? Is he forgiven? Is he loving? Does the Bible say all good gifts come from God? Is that true? Amen? Absolutely. God is not out to get you. He's out to give you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God is a giver and a giver of good gifts, amen? So, so I want us to look at, as we look through the word of God, we see, we see God is holy. We see God is awesome. God is forgiven. There, there's the wrath of God, but guess what? As a child of God, you won't have to experience that because by grace you've been saved through faith. Not that of you, but it's a gift of God. There's no more condemnation. You're set in the family. God says, you're mine. Because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Not because of what you gave. Not because you, you, you look nice today. Not because anything else other than the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And us putting our faith in that. So let's look at this. We go back to verse 1. It says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Now look at this. As a child of God, we're bought out of sin through the sacrifice of Christ. And the Bible says we should imitate, imitate God in everything we do. Let's just park there for a minute. Everything means everything, right? In your business, in your marriage, at school, in your family. How many know that's a little difficult at times? I'm going to pray for you all right now. It's difficult at times. It is. I like to say, oh, Yeah. Now, you know what we're going to do? We're going to follow you the rest of the week just to see how difficult it is. No. But, you know, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be immersing ourselves in the Word of God so that it starts to transform our hearts. Since you've been walking with the Lord till now, do you respond differently to situations? Yes or no? Yes. Is it for the better? 
I pray that it is. Why is that? Because you've spent time with God and God has started to cultivate and work in your heart. You know the biggest thing with me? When I, when I first started preaching, man, I was like, boom, boom, you did boom. And then the Lord could reminded me how much he forgave me. I'm going to say that again. And the Lord continues to remind me how much he forgave me. See, if you go to church once when you're five and then when you're 30 and you're a rock and roller, you cling to forgiveness. Amen. I'm just going to tell you that. I see people that go, hey, what's going on? I say, everything's good. It's what you've been doing. I said, man, been sharing some Jesus. They go, what? What? <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I get the biggest kick out of that. I say, and I, this is what I usually tell people. I say, God will use anybody, won't he? Yeah, he will. Are you available? It's about our availability. Are we willing to, to shine for the master. So as we look at this, he says in everything, relationships, in our speaking, in our emails, and everything else. Now this is one place I really want to get to. Y'all ready for this? You can write this down in your little notes right there. He wants us to imitate him in everything. In our commitments. Somebody say commitments. I'm going to be 54 years old in a few weeks if everything goes good. I have never in my time seen less commitment in people's life than I ever have in my life right now. That's commitment. Halfway ain't no way to go. That might not be good grammar, but you know what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I'm not about doing things halfway. Have you ever seen it? The divorce rate's up more than anything, even with Christian folks. Ah, I don't want to play no more. I'm out. You know? It happens. We don't have control of all that. But man, what about sticking to the stuff? Stick to the stuff. When I first started preaching, one of my buddies said, hey, I said, well, how was that? He said, just keep sticking to the stuff. Keep the main thing, the main thing. And so when I'm talking about that, when we serve the Lord, how, how do we serve? We just, well, is it like me and Michael talk many times? Is it a I got to or I get to? See, when I come to church, it's not because, man, I got to. It's I get to. But I always say this. The service actually starts when we leave. The service, how are we serving others? How are we serving the Lord? How is my life going to be on display? How am I going to be that mirror of, of the master tomorrow? Am I willing to be obedient when God says, hey, I want you to stop by the nursing home? Or do I say, man, I'm so busy. Busy doesn't make things better. I stay pretty busy, but I'd rather have the God thing over the good thing. How about you? There's a lot of good things we could be involved with. But if we don't seek the Lord, we can miss the God thing. And you know what? Sometimes it's taking a step back and seeing what's going on. So our commitment is a big, big deal. Whether you're serving in the church, serving outside of the church, however it is. So I want you guys to think about that. If there's one thing you can take away from this, I'm not going to mix any words about anything. When I'm talking about imitating Christ and everything we do, that means we need to be committed to the cause of Christ, okay? That's as plain as I can get it. Are we sharing our faith? Are we living for Christ? Are we loving one another? Are we encouraging people? Are we inviting people to church? Now, I'm not about filling the church up. You say, what do you mean? I'm about building disciples up. So don't ever get, you know, you look and say, well, man, how many people here? It's great. The more people, the better. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you what. He says, where two or more gathered, there he is also, and we can have a God time. Amen? I like being around people that want to be here. And I like going around and, and, and inviting people that don't know they need to be here. Or don't know they want to be here. And then they get here and they go, woo! And you know what? If you're looking for a perfect church, you could have kept on driving. Because there's none this side of heaven. Amen? 
But I'll tell you one thing. There's three things I always promise you. We will love you where you are. We will preach the word of God and we'll give you an opportunity to respond to what God's doing. Amen. That's what I can, I can guarantee you. And I tell you what, I've already told the staff and everybody, if I fall over dead, step over and say, do you know Jesus? You just seen how fast it could happen. Don't miss an opportunity to share the gospel. And you know what? Sharing the gospel doesn't mean all the time thumping your Bible. It doesn't mean remembering every verse and everything. You can share the gospel the way you live. You can share the gospel the way you listen. You can share the gospel the way you, you pray for somebody. So never think that God can't use you. Because if anybody was thinking that, that was me. I, I know that for, for, for a fact in my life. I, I remember this. And, and, and what's funny is I hear people when I ask them, do they want to come to church or whatever? And, and look, it's not about coming to church. It's about knowing Jesus. And if you know Jesus, then you want to come to his house, right? That, that's how it works. So, so I don't want to get that out of, out of whack. I remember, and I've said this many times when I lived uh, over in Fox Hill, I had some great neighbors. How many know God will put a heathen beside some believers just to see, what, see what's happening there? I was not the believer. And I went through a tough time, went through a divorce and everything else. And guess what? I'm going to do it my way now. Going to do it my way. Everybody pays. Right? That's real Christ-like. Not. But my neighbors kept loving me. They just kept loving on me. They would invite me to church. And I gave the standard answer that many of you give probably. And you heard, man, that place will burn down if I go in there. Right? Hee-hee. Every now and then, they come and visit, and I go, Lord, please don't let them say anything. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> because it's just crazy, but you know what? A lot of times people say, well, you know, should you share your stories and, and about your life? I, I think you should. Because you know what? That's a testimony of how God will take you right where you are and loves you too much to leave you there. So you know what? When I share anything in my past, let me tell you, it's to glorify God in the presence in the present. That's what I want you all to hear right there. It's about what Jesus has done. I get excited about sharing my faith. I get excited about I get excited about visiting the hospital. I know that sounds weird because you know what? I know people need, need Jesus. We need Jesus everywhere. But sometimes when we're in the hospital, your heart's a little bit more open, just a little bit more open. Right. And, and so, you know what? Like I've said many times, if you get me on an escalator, if you get me in, the, in the, the elevator, if you get me, if you're waiting for the car to come around, and pick you up, guess what? You're probably going to hear about Jesus. Now, I don't know. I don't start spitting out this and that and all that. I just say, how you doing? I'll start with something in the natural and try to bring it into the spiritual. Man, they'll say, well, how do you like this weather? I say, yeah, you know what? Uh, it's, it's a beautiful day. I said, Lord, don't give us another day. They say it's raining. I said, we need it. Right? Take the positive. Find the positive. That's what I tell the guys at work. I said, look, for every negative thing we say, let's try to find two positive things. They go, oh, come on. I said, well, that, that, now you've got to have four positive things. <laughs> now now you've got to have four positive things, right? It is hard sometimes, man, when you don't feel good and there's too much month left over and not enough money. I understand those things. But I tell you this, as we continue to seek the Lord and follow the Lord and commit our ways and our life and our and our voice. Man, this thing right here puts you down. My dad used to try to tell me this a long time ago and I told the guys at work, one big mistake. My dad said, boy, your mouth will ruin you. And the guys at work, when I told him that, he said, you didn't learn, did you? <laughs> Gotta love them guys at work. But you know what? What you say starts setting the stage for a lot of things. And what I've learned is 
if I say what God says, it starts changing the whole atmosphere of where I'm at in my heart. If it doesn't change anything out there, it changes it in my heart. You know, when I think, man, you know, I can't believe somebody did that. I can't believe somebody said that. I can't believe they treated me like that. You don't know what they're going through. I mean, I don't know. Some, is, is, is there any people that are not morning people? Everybody's a morning person? Marie said, no. So what, tomorrow when you're looking for something to pray for, when you first wake up, pray for Marie. Right? <laughs> She's sleeping. Lord, give us a sweet rest so she'll be ready to go. But, you know, sometimes in the morning, I know when I go to work, we get there, and I'm singing and everything else. And Jesse always says, Dad, you hate musicals, but you sing all the time. I said, that's the joy of my heart versus Doris Day doing her thing. I can't take all that. But anyway, that's just me. Doris, sorry. But so I get in, and, and some people just like got the coffee in their hand. They said, I haven't had all my coffee. Back away. Back away. I like when they say, how can you be so happy at 630 in the morning? I said, I got a job. My wife kissed me right there before I left. How about that? How about that? My dog was still wagging her tail. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Now, I'm going to tell you, sometimes I have to remind myself of that. But guess what? I planted so many seeds in my friends. I got a real big office where I'm at. Let me show you what I got. My seed is here, and the guy I work with is about right there. So when we go to turn, I say, I'm turning. A lot of hit him right in the goozle. I mean, we're like this. And sometimes... My buddy said, come on now, buddy, see? That's about enough right there. I said, appreciate it. Gets me back on track. Come on, buddy, see? Keep on rolling. And I told him, I'll tell you guys, if I start complaining too much, let me know. Just let me know. Because I was talking to grandmama yesterday, and I said, you know what I was thinking about? I said, when we complain, and I, 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 look, if it's the truth, it's the truth, that's fine, but I'm going to try to help us here. If I keep complaining about my situation and certain things, right, my job, my this and that, to me, that means I'm not trusting God that he can do something in it. I said, Lord, this is the truth. I don't like this. This is what's going on. I got passed over for this and everything. But God's got a plan. God's got a plan. When I got fired, took it out. Years ago, 34 years ago, I got fired. Got a job within a month and was making double. Woo! Now, I don't want to get fired again to make more money. But I'm just saying, God was working in the midst of that. I didn't think that was going to happen. I was like, oh, I can't understand what happened. You know, if you're going through a time right now, I'll tell you what I do remember. When they walked in there for me to give them my badge back and everything else, and I was still in shock going, what? And there was a little lady set up there. She was a Scottish lady. I never, her name was Rita. She was so nice. She started crying. I thought, did they fire you too? <laughs> she said, honey, I don't understand what's going on. But if the door shuts, God will open a window for you. I'm telling you. 34, almost 35 years ago. I remember that. And she believed, and she grabbed my hand. She said, did you hear me? I said, yes, ma'am. Man, I get teared up thinking about it because she knew the bigger picture. Whether my fault, I'm not getting my fault, this fault, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm saying I'm going back to a situation that God brought something good out of something bad. God didn't cause it, but God worked it all together for the good. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. He will do it. All right, I'm going to pick up some speed because I know we're going to get to the buffet on time, right? Yes, indeed. Verse number two. I'm just saying we got one more day for January. What is one more? We got till Tuesday, then we got to cut back, right? That's my story. 
I got to tell you, I had this nice, I got to show you all this. I just got to show you this. I'm going to be honest. This is going, I had this shirt on this morning. I had this shirt on this morning. Feel that, Ms. Look at that shirt right there. It's soft, isn't it? It's nice. She's like, ooh, that's nice. I had that on. And I got up here and turned around and blocked out half the sun. I, it looked like a chamois. It looked like a car cover. I said, baby, bring me another shirt. I got to go on a diet, right? Brian's going to be eating my son. Now, you say, why do you say that? I'm committed to the diet now because you're going to say, you know, he looks like he got a chamois on next week, right? So, so that is me saying, I got to do it. But you got to have a plan. If you're going to walk in things in life, you got to have a plan. And God's got the master plan. Amen. Let's keep on going. Look at this. Verse 2. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. As a child of God and bought out of that sin, but a sacrifice of Christ. The Bible says imitate God in everything we do. And look at this here. We are to operate and live from the foundation and the purpose of the example of Christ. Yesterday I was eating, uh, eating at my buddy's restaurant and Chris overslept so I had to eat by myself. I'm teasing. <laughs> but I like going and, and I'll sit down with anybody and, and, and hang out. So I met another friend. Now I'm going to tell you what. He must have been one of your friends. Because he was tall. I told Anthony that. I said, do you know any short people other than me? Tall, man. The guy was sitting. <laughs> he was laughing. So I'm sitting like this and this guy comes in and I mean, I'm like... I said, hey, and the lady at the register, she asked something that I wanted to ask, but I didn't have enough boldness. She said, you're tall. He goes, yes, ma'am. He probably don't want to hear that. And he probably didn't want to hear this. She said, do you play basketball? He said, yes, ma'am. I said, well, if you're not, you're missing a good chance, right? But then he told me how he was playing at college, and they've come to get him to give him an opportunity, a full ride to go overseas. He's going to Turkey to play basketball. And he thinks from there he might get to go to the NBA. I said, man, that's awesome. And right then the Lord said, tell him, tell him. Pancake on the face, everything. I said, man, let me tell you. I said, I just want to encourage you in the Lord. I said, man, whatever you do, keep the Lord first in your life. Keep your heart on the Lord, your hand in the basket, baby. They can't stop you. He said, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So in that moment, I got to share a little something, man. I said, man, I'm going to be praying. I'm going to pray God's favor over you that you know what? That God will give you a platform, not just to be a basketball player, but to be a mirror of Christ for somebody. Now, I'm guarantee you when he was going to get his bagels and stuff, he wasn't thinking somebody's going to be praying for him and talking and all that stuff. But that was an opportunity. And that was a nudge that God gave me. I said, well, I've got to tell him, right? How many people could use a cheerleader every now and then? I think we all can. And you know what? When we're filled with God's love, guess what? The love of God's going to pour out. It shouldn't have to be, well, I guess I got to be nice today. No. When it's in your heart, it's just going to come out. It's just going to come out. So I pray as we walk through this today that we see as we're a mirror of the master that things are going to start transforming our life. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. Are we giving God our best? That is only a question that you can answer. But I think it's a great time as we go into the new year and reset a few things. Am I giving God the best? I'm going to tell you what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about how much you give. I ain't never preached on money as far as I know about it. Guess what? God owns it all. You're a steward of it. What God puts on your heart, go with it. Okay? I'm not going to get on, this, on, on that right now. I'm talking about, are you giving God your best? 
Are you giving him the best time of your day to study his word, to pray, to encourage somebody? Are you listening to that nudge when he says, encourage that tall guy, right? Are, are, are we thinking about, am I giving God the best one when, when I come and play the guitar? Hey, I might not do the best, but I'm going to try to give him my best. I might miss a chord or something like that, and I keep on going on it. Lord, fix it before they hear it. Fix it before they hear it. You know? But it's game on. I don't have to be the best, but Lord, I want to do my best. And that's a big difference, okay? Because I believe if we give God our best, that's great. You think about anything over time in the Bible and stuff. It, it, it didn't impress God by, by the Pharisees and all this. He's impressed with the people's heart. Who did he use? John the Baptist. He could have used a clothing designer. Camel hair. Everything else. And people were coming from miles around to see what's going on. Because he had the word of God. He had the love of God. And he was an example of Christ. Amen. Let's be an example. We want to give God our best here. I'm talking about in your time, in your talents, in your gifts. You might say, well, I don't know how God can use me. Uh, I, I'm, I, uh, I'm a mechanic. Well, you know what? You might fix the screen door for your neighbor next, next time. Well, I don't know. Oh, man. I, I, I'm just a plumber. Or you could be multifaceted like Danette because she's fixed everything at my mom's house this week. And I appreciate that. I had to throw that in there. She's a blessing. But I'm going to tell you what. Whatever God has given you, run with it. Be a mirror of Christ. Turn it back over so that God can get the glory. Turn it back over. Whether it's your finances, whether it's the way you wash your car, whether it's the way you help your neighbor, whether you're helping somebody open the door at, at, at Food Lion, I don't know. But you know what? Man, use your time and talents and gifts wisely. I pray that we do. And, and I know that we all want to finish big, right? We need to get things from an eternal understanding. Not up for playing footsie with God. I talk to folks all the time in the last 20 years. Unfortunately, however, God can still pull good out of it. I've sat with a lot of people in their last hours, last minutes. And what I normally say, humbly... You're the teacher now. Help me. Help me to help somebody else that's going through a situation like this. And you've heard me say this before, and I have never had anybody tell me different to this day. They've never asked for the checkbook. They never asked for the trophy. They never asked for anything of that. They would tell me more than once, and I'll put it in my own words, don't sweat the small stuff. We let so much junk in between what really matters and where we're going and what we're doing that has no eternal value. And in that instant and in that moment, they're not thinking about that. I'm not talking you can't have good stuff. I'm, not talking, I'm talking about our heart stuff here. And in those instances, I want to know, what is it? What are you thinking about? When my dad was getting, getting close to the end, Dad, what are you thinking about? Dad, tell me. Press on, man. Keep doing the Lord's work, bud. Just keep going. Just keep going. And when you mess up, get up. Because you will mess up. Amen. But you know what? We can still be a mirror of the master. Somebody say amen. We got to keep on rolling here. So, I want to share a little something here. And Tim's going to bring this up. How can we be a mirror of the master? Let me show you a couple of things. How we here are a mirror of the master. Many of y'all know that several years ago, we had the opportunity to partner up with a friend of Angela's. The, the, my preaching partner, that's in the Philippines. Many of you may not know, one of the first mission trips that Angela ever went on was to the Philippines. 
And as a young girl, met a young guy with a heart for the Lord. And she prayed, Lord, one day, help me to be a blessing to these people. And as God put it together in his time frame, we were able to help and do a few things. And now there's two churches in the Philippines that people hear the gospel all the time. Now, this is a little background here. Pastor Nick sent this to me the other day. So let's see if we can get this going. Just... Stop it right there, Tim. See that right there? That's what God has used you guys to do. This is just the beginning of things here. Some of the footage has been from a while back, and he would give me a blow by blow. Let's look at some of those other pictures. I, I think it's good to see what God is using and showing us in different things. Tim's got a few things here. Look at this. Now, that little, that little motorcycle, motor bacan thing in, Pastor Nick will drive something just like that, and he'll preach today, and then he'll drive that thing through the weeds and the woods and everything else for two hours to preach another service at our other church over there. Then we talk about commitment. That's commitment. That's commitment. Let's take a look at this. Praying, heal, praying healing of God's power over folks. Seeing people come to Christ and baptizing folks. Praying for the young folks right there. Hey, sometimes serving the Lord means getting a little, little involved, don't it? Let me tell you, when they're building stuff over there, it's by hand, man. It's by hand and glad to do it. Look at this. Is that a shovel? What, what is that? They're getting ready to set the foundation. Happy to do it. Look at that. Even before they got the roof on, they were still meeting in the church, singing praises to the Lord. Look at this. Look how God has brought this all together, different places that they've been meeting. Look at this, how God had brought and forged a team of young folks together. That's Pastor Nick right there. That's one of our sister pastors there for Key to Promise. Girding up the next generation. He's committed to that. We're committed to that. Look at that. Meeting with the leaders of the city so they can go and, and, and preach the Jesus film into town so people can find out about the Lord. How many people, how many, you know, are we going to say, hey, we, we need to go to the Capitol and say, hey, we want to we talk to people about the Lord. That's what he's doing, meeting with them. Cause, pray God's favor. Pray God's favor that we'll have the opportunity. Look at this. It doesn't matter if it's in a hallway, anywhere, they can get the word out there about it. Look at this. Medical supplies. This is life or death for these folks here. That's life or death. There's Nick getting it all ready to do his thing. You see this here? That's the film that they, they do, the film strip of Jesus' life. They get a sheet and they put it on the side of a bus many times. And they get the chairs that they can bring with them. And anybody that will come out there can come and hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. They're committed to the mission. Amen. Look at this. Yes, indeed. Look at this. Testimony. Look, we got walls now. We got the roof now. Praising the Lord. Preaching the word. And look at that. Jamming for Jesus. Keep the promised church. Give the Lord a hand. Isn't that amazing? Now, I'm going to get Tim to put us back where we, we go in there, and I appreciate that. I want to share a little bit about that. For many of y'all, maybe you didn't know this, and I'll just take a few minutes to share about this. Keep the promise comes 
from a friend of mine's father on his deathbed speaking into my life. I hadn't been saved very long. All I knew is that Jesus died for my sin and rose on the third day and I needed him. And I was still playing rock and roll and, and doing my thing. I was on defense for the Lord back and forth and, and everything else. And, and the Lord was so gracious to continue to, to show me things. And my, my friend got in a terrible, terrible motorcycle wreck, leaving one of the places I was praying. Almost lost him. And I went to the hospital. And I didn't know anything about anything other than God's good. And I prayed for him. And I prayed for him. I said, but Lord, raise my buddy up. Raise my buddy up. And thank the Lord. He answered that prayer. But see, just like I was telling one of my friends, what you see here and what you see maybe in your situation, it's not the only thing going on. You know what was going on? My friend's dad was there, and he was rough around the edges, but he liked me for some reason. And he told me, he says, I appreciate what you've done for my boy. I appreciate that. I appreciate that right there. I said, no problem. As weeks and months went on, I spent more time with his dad than I did with him. I'd call him from work. Hey, Pops, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. You going to stop by on the way? Yeah, I'll stop by. Live down the street from him. And then he got sick. And then he got weak. And he was battling the cancer. And it was just eating away at him. And it was hurting my heart. Young believer. I'm still praying and we're still trusting. And, and, and it's tough. I'm still rocking and rolling one foot in the world, one foot in the church. And God still says, you know what? I'm going to get you. I'm going to bring you on in. I'll take you where you are. And I remember coming home one day, and he called me. My buddy Gary called me and said, Pops has been calling for you all day. They got him in a hospital bed at home. This is it. He says, the only thing he says, where's Buddy? Wow, where's Buddy? And I told Denise, I said, I don't know if I want to go. She said, you're going. You need to go. Because I didn't want to see my friend like that. But since then, I realized, you got to go. I will go. I'm going. Because that one act of obedience, let me tell you, it transformed everything. You're going to see where Keep the Promise was born. I went there and I walked in. You don't say, hey, how you doing? You don't say, hey, man, looking good. He's going to leave this place in hours. I said, Pop, what do you want me to do? This man raises up on his deathbed, grabs my hand, he says, son, you got to promise me something. What? you got to keep doing what you're doing. Promise me you'll keep doing what you're doing. I didn't even know what I was doing. But he did. I believe he got a glimpse of what's going on here. I believe he got a glimpse of what's going on in the Philippines. Keep the promise. I kept the promise. Keep sharing the word. Keep getting the word out. And from that, right, I came home. My, my buddy passed away, and I'm still rocking and rolling. I don't read music, still don't read music, everything else. And I came home, and for, for once in a blue moon, I was the only one home, and I took a cassette player out back then and set it down, and I started playing a song. And I wrote a song. I wrote down a song that the Lord gave me called Keep the Promise about my friend. And I shared that. And we were going to church, but I was sitting on the sidelines. I didn't get involved. I was just, yeah. I'm thinking, man, I'm sure I'm tired. I played till 1 o'clock last night. And then he's like, oh, wake up. I'm listening. But I was still going. I was getting in the hearing of the word. And so I got, now, now I'm playing at places and there's a packed house, but I'm terrified to play at church. Out of the comfort zone. 
See, sometimes we get out of the comfort zone. God will take you out of the comfort zone to do a bigger thing. And they had what they called was a singspiration. What mean anybody that wants to sing about the Lord, they can sing. So I had a little cassette that I had there. And I said, if you think this would be all right, I'd like to sing. And halfway hoping they were saying no. I was terrified, man. And they said, oh, honey, we'd love to hear you sing. And I got up there and I thought, please don't say tip your waitress and bartenders. Please don't say tip your waitress and bartenders. Because, you know, that's, what I'm, that's, that's where I'm at. You know, <laughs> Mr. Trent said, yes, I know. <laughs> he's, he's seen a million of the nights right there, you know. And uh, so I play and I start playing. I go, whoa, this ain't one of my songs. This is a God song. And people start crying and people start doing. And I'm going, wait a minute. Whoa, God's moving. And I'm thinking about it. He said, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. And then they say, hey, we'd like you to come back next week. <laughs> I don't have any more songs. If you want Johnny to be good at some Bon Jovi, I got you. But I don't have any church songs. I don't have any. And the lady told me, she said, the Lord will give you what you need. And from that, he gave me another song and 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 another song. And then we did a cassette called Keep It Promise. And then we did three more CDs. This is all God stuff, right? Putting people in, in the right place at the right time, things like that. I could tell you story after story about how good God has been to us. But I want to just kind of give you the backstory because many people hadn't heard. Well, what is KTP? What is Keep the Promise? Keep the Promise is this. I believe it's a God-ordained ministry that God put in place years ago and knew that you would be here and you would be listening here and we would come together to glorify God in what we're doing. And let me tell you what, isn't it exciting to be a part of that? Give the Lord a hand clap. So if you think, so this is something else here. I thought many times, if God could use a man on his deathbed to transform my life and help me to get my mind in the right direction. See, the seed was already there. I knew about Jesus, but I wasn't walking with Jesus. But God loved me so much and he loved you so much. He'll take you right where you are. And he kept on moving. And guess what? He's still moving. And he's still moving. And I'm still learning. How about you? And I'm still trusting. And there's some days I still doubt, but then I got to get back on top and keep on rolling. But you know what? We need to live in the life. Let's bring it on home here. Take a look at this. The new year is a great time to redefine your life vision. But if you want to find out your life vision, you got to go to the one that gives life, Jesus. We need to be looking at what God has for us. Consider last year. Was it everything you wanted it to be? Are there things that come to mind when I read that statement that you might want to adjust this year? If so, let's do it. Let's do it. Now's a good time. Now's a good reset time, right? Look at verse 8. It says, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. What do you mean by that? Through God's grace, he opens our eyes to see things more clearly. How many know that grandparents usually are a little bit more grace-filled than parents? Or is that just at my house? Because you know that you could not get away with stuff with your folks that your grandkids get away with. Is that true? Yes, it's true. I think as they live in life and live in the light, they go, you know what? Let's focus on the main thing. Let's focus on the main thing. I'm not saying spoil them, but you probably will. But love them in a way that it's a safe place. Love them in a way that they see God in you. Amen. Look at this. Maybe this year we need to make some course corrections. Hey, sometimes we've got to make course corrections every day. And that's okay. 
But the best way to do that is to, to receive forgiveness. Maybe you're sitting here today. Maybe you need to receive some forgiveness as your course correction. Maybe we need to forgive others. Maybe we need to forgive ourselves and, and, and whatever it may be. Maybe it's just that we need to hear clearer. Or maybe it's we need to shore up our commitment to the things of God. Amen. How about that? Establish your God-given goals. How do we do that? Just like we talked up here. We need to seek the Lord. We need to open the Bible. How many people got big plans for the new year? How many people got high hopes for the new year? I pray that you do. Guess what? Got to have a plan. Got to set a plan in, there, in action. Are you going to dedicate some time to spending some time with the Lord? If you want to lose weight, you've got to have a plan. You've got to say, I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to do it. If you want to save money, you've got to be committed to what you're going to do, whatever the case is. If you want to, you know, run farther or, or learn a new language or, or go further in your job or whatever, you've got to have a plan. You've got to have a playbook. And the playbook we have for our Christian life is called the Bible. I call it our GPS, God's perfect standard. We need to open it. And you say, well, I don't, I don't like to read. I don't do They got audio Bibles. If you got a smartphone, man, you can, you can click in and listen to most anything, all that stuff. Matter of fact, you can get the app that we have free of charge, and it's got a Bible on there. You can come Tuesday nights. You can start your own prayer group. You can do those things. You can get somebody and, and say, hey, look, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, Commit to praying for you every day. You know what's you know what's cool? Michael asked me this one time a long time ago. Michael's uh, visiting his brother's church. His brother's preaching today, and I'm sure he's doing a fine job. And, and Michael was telling me, he said, "Man, I followed you around a little bit, and this is he said you stay busy, man. He said I don't know how you keep stuff straight." And about that time, I got a text from one of the folks in here, and I showed him. I said, "That's how." People praying for you. People say, I was thinking about you today, bro. Hey, man, I'm praying for you before you even got out of bed. Man. Hey, I just think you might have a tough day today, but I'm going to be praying for you. That man, that, woo. I have been working at work, and we got a problem. We're going, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? It, it's amazing. My phone will go ding. And the guy started laughing. You know what they say, Miss Karen? Is your lady praying for you? <laughs> I said, yes. There you go. And not just one or two, many of y'all. And I'm so, so grateful. Because I said, man, we're not in this thing alone, guys. We're not in this thing alone. We're going to make it happen. We're going to keep on going. So today, as we establish our God-given goal, we have to seek our God. Amen. And how do we do that? You know what? How do we, how do we get going in all these things? Look at this. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but those who are wise. Look at this. If you want to write another scripture down, James 1, 5, many of y'all might not even know this. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Lord, I need some, I need some expertise. Lord, I need some wisdom in this situation. Lord, how do you want me to, to work in this situation? You know what? God will show us what to do. Amen. Take a look at this. This is where we wanted to get to early on. Make the most of every opportunity. Are we actually making the most of every opportunity? I think we could always say there's a little bit more to do, isn't it? There's always a little bit more that we can work with and stuff like that. So I'm challenging me, and I'm challenging us, and I'm challenging you personally. 
What is it that God wants you to do this year? What is it that God wants? Does, does, he, want you to, does he want you to start something? Does he want you to, to finish up something? Does he want you to, to commit to something? What is it? There's got to be something because guess what? Each one of us have a gift. You say, I don't know what mine is. Seek the Lord. He'll show you. Each one of us have a mission. If nothing else, I could tell you this. Well, I don't know what my purpose is. Your purpose is to praise the Lord. Your purpose is to pass on the word about Jesus. Amen. Our purpose, one of the one, everybody's got this one, is to share what God's done in their life. Now, there might be different ways of how you do it and everything else. But I tell you what, it's good stuff. Let's take a look at this. Regardless of the chaos in your life, Jesus is still the Prince of Peace. I was doing a Bible study the other night, and that's what the Lord showed me. Regardless of what's going on in your life, and I am not minimizing anything that somebody's got going on in their life, but I want to give you hope. I want to give you the pieces of the puzzle. Regardless of the chaos in your life, Jesus is still the Prince of Peace. He is the stiller of the storm. He's the one that can make all the difference. Look at this. Don't let worldly things steal your time. We can get in a situation where we just waste the day away on things that really don't matter. Here's the challenge. Each day, seek the Lord. And at the end of the day, Lord, was, did, did, I, did I do something that brought some eternal value? You might not always see it right then. But maybe I planted a seed to share somebody about Jesus. Maybe I invited somebody to church. Maybe, maybe I, I got to pray with somebody in line. Maybe I got to buy a hamburger for three people that, that was behind me. And they don't even know nothing about it. That's a good feeling, isn't it? You ever go through a drive-thru? And just buy for the person behind you and then watch them. Oh, it's great. It's great. Go in there and say, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to get this. And uh, I'm going to get whatever they do. Just make sure it ain't a football team. You might need some prayer. And, you know, you do that. And they drive up and you go. And you don't say nothing. And you just look. And you're pulling off. And they're going. You just drive on off. You know what? That could be a big blessing to somebody. I don't know what it is. But I know this. When God nudges us. We can never be in a better place to be obedient, to hear the voice of God and see what God's doing. Amen. Look at this. A couple of things. Manage your minutes wisely and your days will be filled with greatness. That doesn't mean that everything's going to be okay. But at the end of the day, that you're never going to have any problems. But I do believe it's going to be okay. When you're going through different things and stuff like that, or you're sharing different things like that, sometimes in the midst of your pain, you're actually able to minister to somebody else. How many people have been at the hospital, got their own thing going on, everything else, maybe you got a loved one there, and you see somebody, and you might just be able to speak a little life into their life. You know? Maybe that, you know, different floors mean different things at the hospital. Right? Third floor might mean this, fourth floor might mean, you know, real bad things like that. I used to know which one is what, but, but, you know, you get in there and you say, ooh, they've got a lot going on here. You don't have to go to the hospital to help with the healing. You can help with the healing each and every day. And I pray that, you know what, that we will listen and be committed to what God calls us to do. So I got a question for you. What time is it? It's time to make the most of every opportunity. Every opportunity. I don't know about you guys, but man, I love being a part of what God's doing. I do. You say, well, what happens if I mess it up? You know what? He'll still love you. I try not to get ahead of God, but guess what? Sometimes I do, probably. Just be honest with you. But he still lets me be a part of things. How about you guys? 
Look what you guys have been being a part of on the other side of the globe. There's many things that you're a part of right here. The food pantry, helping one another through helping hands, all types of things, over and above. I could name them and list them over and over. Uh, youth challenge. Folks got different difficulties going through a time with, with, with drugs and, 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 and abuse and different things like that. Well, you know what? We sow seeds into those areas and we pray for those folks. We pray for things like that because you know what? We're always one step away from a bad time ourselves. I heard a guy preach one time and said, you're either going into the storm, you're in the storm, or coming out of the storm. So be prepared. What time is it? It's time to make the most of every opportunity. And I pray today, as we just take a little time, that we lean on the Lord for his wisdom, and that we turn around and we say, you know, Lord, what is it with this up and coming year? I don't want to waste time. Jesse teases me sometimes, because I ask him something, he starts talking, and I don't even realize I have to be careful. He said, I'm talking, I'm listening, and I'm walking. He said, Dad, I ain't even finished talking. I said, man, I ain't got time. You got to tell me. But I don't want to miss time with my boy. But I'm thinking and I'm thinking. So I got to recalibrate that sometimes. You got to be willing to listen, right? I said, okay, well, what's going on, dude? What's happening? You know? But I'm thinking all the time, Lord, what's going on? I don't want to miss anything. Because I don't know about you. I don't know how long the Lord's going to give me. How about y'all? Don't know. How many people want to finish big? All of us. So take note of the time that's at hand. Redeem the times at hand. Be an imitator of God. Walk in the light of God's word. And man, live in the power of his spirit. Be committed to the cause of Christ because God is committed to us. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And I thank you today for the message. And I pray that it fell on good ground. Lord, take it and make it so much more than what I could ever make. But, Lord, I pray that you take that and encourage us tonight and today and throughout the night and throughout the week. Lord, as we go into this time, we know it's, a, it's the, the last Sunday before the new year, and it's a good time for us to reset. So I pray that we take a minute and we step back. And when I ask the question, what time is it? It's time to be about your business. It's time for us to stop playing footsie with the Lord. It's time for us to commit to what God has for us. And if you're sitting here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're listening today, it's not by accident. If you're listening to this next week, it doesn't matter if it's summertime or if it's, if it's you know, Christmas time. God is the same yesterday and today and forever. So I want to lift you up today to the Lord for healing to your body. I want to lift you up today for peace to your heart and to your mind and joy to your life. Lord, I ask you to just love on us as we're in your presence today. But Lord, if there's one here or one listening today or maybe even later that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today it's time. It's time to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time to say, Lord, I need you. If that's you, I want you to look up here and listen to what I say. If that's you, if you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, have you never called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to pay your sin debt in full? That's why he came. That's why he came. He came and lived a life that was sinless. And he laid his life down. He was beaten and bruised and spit on for us. That's what sin brings forth. And he gave his life for us. He saw value in you and in me. And they buried him in a tomb. And on the third day he rose. And he sits on the right hand side of God interceding for us. He says, you're worth it. You're worth it. People say, what must I do to be saved? Paul told the, the jailer, the Philippian jailer, 
said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, friends, if you say it's my time, it's time for me to grab a hold of that, you can pray with me by faith. I'm not talking about mumbling words. I'm not talking about, yeah, I went through it and give it a checkbox. I'm talking about if this is from your heart, look to the Lord and say, Lord, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I believe you're the Son of God who died and, and, and rose again on the third day for my sin. Lord, today I'm asking you to forgive me as I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Lord, help guide me. Fill me with your spirit today, Lord. And seal me. Walk with me, Lord. I believe and I receive your Son as Savior. And everybody said, Amen. Friends, if you got any questions about what was talked about today, you can give us a, uh, a direct message or give us a call or whatever you want to do. Don't let this opportunity slip away. We love you and we'll see you. Bye-bye.